I'm going to turn it over to you and kind of explain what the plan is this year. So we try to uh, revisit occasionally, especially on the kickoff of each year. Uh, and, and this is honestly uh, about the normal number, if you will, throughout the year. We kind of gravitate. We, we gain a few. We lose a few uh, through the year and the such. Uh, it's cyclical like most things. Uh, we absolutely appreciate you being here. Uh, but uh, 21 years ago when we got started, uh, I needed something to do on Wednesday nights to the adults that either did not feel led to work in Awana, uh, felt like they had grown past that in age. Uh, and we lovingly asked people that if you cannot put up with children, don't sign up to serve with children. Don't fake it. That, that's right. Don't fake it. Uh, with that said, um, this a lot of times serves as a bullpen. Uh, Jessica uh, Wagner has been in this study for three, four years uh, since she's been coming, but she's in Awana now, and, and we're cool with that. Uh, and sometimes people retire from Awana and come in here. We're cool with that, whatever the case may be. But anyway, 21 years ago, uh, I found um, Tommy Heigl, uh, and, and it'll come to me here in just a minute, the Journey series, some of the best Bible studies that you can find. And he started them probably 30, 40 years previous to that because he needed something, uh, quote, unquote, biblical and uh, relevant for Wednesday night Bible study. So he just started producing his own. And that turned into a ministry. And I, I don't know how many millions of copies that they've sold. So we went through probably 25 to 40 of those journey series studies for about 15 years and so about five six years ago uh, we were needing to do some deacon training and so i did that and we kicked off the bethel radio hour and um, it, I, in my humble opinion it, it's superior if you will to what we had done previously uh, but with that said um, it's just it was just a change uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea it, it's not uh, we have some people that used to come to the Bible study that don't come to this. That's between them and God. I haven't gotten on to any of them. We can be a little off color at times. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we, again, we're not everybody's cup of tea uh, because, and I wrote it down here, uh, basically what uh, Tara just said, uh, we're going to attempt uh, to keep away from an, a boring Bible study. And I'm not saying on any level that the Bible is boring, but sometimes it can be given in a boring setting. We try to stay away from that. And uh, we're, we're going to do the, the, the hard issues a little bit. We're going to have a little fun. Uh, the, we have a segment that we call I'm Just Saying or Would You Rather. And these are things that come out of secular radio, but we dress them up and, and we don't get vile and things of that nature because obviously uh, we're Christians and that's not the right. It, there's never an appropriate place for a vile joke, but you follow what I'm saying, I hope. Well, we do offend at least one group We try to of offend a few people, you bet. Uh, organizations, I right. I got on the accountants last year. I got in trouble for that. There and Sorry, the elderly accountants. and the Catholics. I That's think. all I did. It's <laughs> all true. All of that happened. So we, we cut it up into three segments. And so we basically give 15 to 20 minutes to each segment. And then again, we have a little bit of time in between each one where we do some silliness or some announcements or whatever the case may be. Uh, and that's, that's your phone number? Yeah, that is my number. So if you have a comment or question, text that in. We try to read it if we can. Sometimes people text in an idea for a topic, and we use that. We absolutely do. So. And that's vital. And through the show, if you want to uh, throw in a thought, we, 
because the reason we don't carry a microphone around and try to get audience participation uh, is because of the difficulty of that. And we do put this, th this is huge to me. We put this on our BethelLondale.com uh, website and it has been a huge blessing to several people. Uh, we have a, a man that's not available to be here on Wednesday nights, but he's listened to every one of our programs um, and, and he loves it and God has blessed him through it. And there's other people that do that as well. But this is one of the ways that you can encourage some of your friends uh, that they're not going to go to church, maybe. But you can expose them, if you will, to the gospel and to Bethel ministry through uh, this uh, Bethel radio hour. And, and so Brother Brad puts uh, the Sunday morning sermons uh, on BethelLondale.com, but he also puts the BRH Bethel radio hour every week. Uh, and so we would encourage you to listen to that. We would also encourage you to because uh, you can listen to it through your phone, whatever the, your web, uh, what's this thing called, computer, whatever the case may be. But, but use that as a, uh, an advertisement. The, the new stuff that we're going to try this year, uh, and we'll see how it goes, but on occasion we might come up with a subject that we're curious what you think. And so we'll do a BRH poll. Because we don't care any other time. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> that, yeah, Chick-fil-A or Canes. We've got to know, people, where do you stand? Canes. And we've, we've got a uh, convert uh, over here. I don't yeah, believe oh, it. Yeah. Don't oh, yeah. Believe it. I don't believe it. You haven't tried Canes yet, right? Uh, yeah. But you tried Chick-fil-A for the first time. And? It's all right. Yeah. It's it's all right. When he tries canes, it's going to be over. No, he's going to be one of these guys like Popeyes has the best chicken sandwich now. <laughs> what? Ooh. What? Mm. Oh. Don't get me Keep started going. on Popeyes. Keep going. Okay. So, uh, just that situation. We'll throw that out. Okay, guys. Uh, who votes for Popeyes? Who votes for Chick fil A? Who votes for canes? You'll get on your phone. You'll text. On that, you'll text Brad's number, and Brad will, anytime we do the poll, Brad will throw his number up there. You'll text Brad your vote, but he's also going to put that on Facebook so that we can get as many Bethel people to support, if you will, as, as, as much as we can. And then at the end of the show, we'll just see what it is. Uh, and then also, uh, and these guys don't even know this yet, yeah, once boy. a month, and the, I'm, I'm absolutely committed, the first competition, because we're going to, you'll need to get here at least by 6.30 on this one night a month. I'm gonna set up an ax throwing situation over here at the MC. And these guys are going to compete against not each wear, other. Do not wear sandals. And ax, do not wear sandals. And ax throwing. The so we could shoot dwarf? fireworks, but we could throw axes. That's right. Yeah. That's you're, gonna, right. you're gonna need a dwarf size ax. Yeah. <laughs> Two of us are. Toss me. Way right. to get out ahead of it this year. We're yeah. So uh, the winner will get to pick from our World's Mission magazine the mission point that you want to spotlight. And we'll do that once a month. And so we'll have the contest. We'll probably start in October. And then at the end of October, whoever won that contest will get to pick the mission point. We'll spend a segment You're on gonna that. You're going to videotape this and put it up there That's for the, the general That's audience the to We're watch, gonna right? We're going to video it, okay. and, and you will take that in. So if you've got some ideas, and they've got to be short, you know, it, it doesn't – we're not going to do a 15-minute video. So uh, you're just going to see us throwing the axe, you know, and, and such of that nature. But minute to win at games, anything like that, give us ideas. Also, I want you to know that last year in our closing, we always have an eat time, and we just kind of fellowship with one another. But I gave you out uh, ideas, and you gave topics. And we're going to try to work as many of those in this year as possible. 
Uh, and so, and again, as she's, Tara's already said, if you've got ideas, th throw them in. I'm thinking if that's all the new stuff. I think it is. No, and we'll continue on with our study of the life of Jesus. So y last yes. year we started. Um, this is one of our regular segments. This is a revolving topic for us. So not all the topics are the same. In fact, they're different almost every week. But one topic we decided was to go step by step through the life of Jesus. So last year we started at. We didn't the get Old into very Testament. many steps. No, did we? we didn't. We did not make it that far. We started in the Old Testament in the prophecy of Jesus' coming. Um, we started with uh, Mary finding out she was going to have Jesus all the way through almost his first year of ministry. And that's where we stopped last year. So we'll be picking that back up um, this year. Well, like some of the studies on the Sadducees and Pharisees, that was steak on a plate. That was learning stuff that you know, you don't usually get into. Oh, I absolutely great. learned things every week that we did that study. And that was the idea is that uh, no matter if you're new to church or you've been in church your entire life, we wanted this to be a study. Um, and that's why we didn't make it very far. We took it in small chunks, baby, baby steps. And uh, I learned something every week. And that was what we hoped everyone else heard something for the first time or um, saw something new in the story or um, the healing that he did or how he reacted to people and, and that's the idea you can't learn to be more like Jesus until you learn more about Jesus. So, so two things that you asked us in the text to prepare us for this and I'd like for us to just kind of stop and take a moment to discuss it. Why is and I, and I know some of you may think well good grief for the Ben you know Sunday school answer of course we would study the life of Jesus but but yet I would like to hear from the panel why that is significant. And then the other one was, what stood out to you? Is there something that you really took away last year, whatever the case would be? Tom, you got something? Um, the, the study we've been doing on Jesus makes him more human to me. Mm. Um, because, and that's not in a negative way. You All know, right. the Bible is, you know, he hovered over the hovered over the waters, and then you see he's 33, he's getting crucified. I don't think we really know a lot about Jesus' life. And I think the way, the approach we took, you can see the little things that he did, but why did he travel in groups? Why did he stay back? And it, I think it showed more of his relatability to us through the study. So one of the things that we talk about all the time, what, what is discipleship? Discipleship at its absolute base is doing life with other people. And that's what Jesus did. For right. three and a half years, he did life with 12 people. That's what he yeah. did. So, so what what I got from that study was the timeline of Jesus' life. Putting things together in, in the order that they happen really gives context to, right. to what he's teaching and where he's, you know, the crowd that he's leaving, the where he's traveling and where he's going to, and the story that happens in between makes sense, makes more sense. When, so Bible when, trivia, know, what's that called? Um, I'm so glad he didn't ask me. Yeah, oh, uh, we went over. And I know he knows I, it. I, know I, he knows I do it. know it. Uh, I just bought a book. Starts with an H. <laughs> um, the, the Harmony of the Gospels. Go. That's what it's called. In Bible school, when you go to study the life of Jesus, you're going to study. Because what Brother Gavin said is absolutely accurate from the standpoint of, quote, unquote, God's word does not come to us in a chronological order. So if we're not careful we kind of take the word and cut up pieces, yeah. you know? Well, or we think the two stories are the same story because they sound similar, right. but they're not necessarily but, but they're the not. same story. Because they're seen from a, of a different perspective and the such. And, and so when, when you stop and you do, you've got to stop and listen and read after someone else to see the chronological order of how things came in Jesus's life. 
and, and it, it's it's, and it's, it's eye-opening. I, I yeah. was so impressed by that context that it gave that I made a little investment in some books to, there you go. to, to work sort through it here. So. Well, like when we learned like when they traveled in groups, that was one of our <coughs> talks is why he probably wouldn't have been with his parents, you right. know? So we'll read wasn't with his parents, but we dove into why he probably wouldn't be and right. whatnot. So yeah, it's wonderful dissecting it. Well, and, and we're learning more about the culture. I, I, I mean, the, the, there are some things that Jesus says that the only reason he said them was because of the culture that he was in. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't fit in our culture. It just simply means that we have to understand that there's two different cultures and, and there is a way to, a, a, you know, there's, there's the universal truth, and, and then there are some cultural truths, you know. Uh, most people do not understand or get the whole, it's harder for a rich man to enter into heaven than a camel, you know, threading a needle and, and the such. Well, that comes out of his culture. And, and so Jesus is not saying that a rich man has to pass through the eye of a needle to get to heaven. He's not saying that. And you and I might think that he's saying that. Because we don't have a gate that is really small called the needle. Nor camels to push them through. Nor camels to push them through. And every camel that passed through that needle has to get on its knees and duck its head to get through. They can get through, but it's difficult. And so anyway. Shouldn't be easy. No, that's Shouldn't exactly right. Kind of like coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm already... <laughs> <laughs> I'm already going back to the well of last year, but another thing, like when we learned why was he 33, mm -hmm. you know, we went over that because in that culture, they wouldn't Wasn't have respected man. him until that time. Wouldn't so, listen yeah. to Right. Yep. Who, who are you, boy, right. to talk to us men? Yeah, and I'm so glad we don't have that in our culture. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a level of it. You know, at 54, I am not seen as a man to a 75-year-old man. Not. To a... 20-year-old man, I'm seen as the ancient of days. Right. Just part of it. it. It's part of our culture. But in Jesus' culture, you didn't get your comeuppance until you was 30. So I think the thing that stuck out to me the most, and Gavin pointed it out, was uh, as we're going through the book of um, John and his, and his ministry, Nicodemus came to Jesus. And I had never really studied much about Nicodemus. I really didn't, couldn't tell you much about him, but he was like the head of the Sanhedrin. He right. was like, big deal. he was one of the biggest deal Jewish leaders of the day. And the Jewish leaders were like it all in their culture at the time. Talk about the culture. If you were, if you were kicked and ousted out of the church, you were just out. Um, but Nicodemus was as big as big could be. And he came to Jesus and Jesus ministered to him. And, and spoke to him and spoke to his heart and, and he didn't care that he was talking to Nicodemus. The very next story about Jesus was the woman at the well, the lowest of the low. She was um, a woman that, Samaritan. she was a Samaritan, she was a woman, she was a woman that had had many wives, she was poorly, Husband. or so husbands, okay. thank you. She, uh, That'd be bad too, yeah, but I'm just saying. And, and we don't know the whole story. But having said that, Different she culture. was, that's millennial version. She was the least respected of all, I no mean, doubt. as, as low as you could get in society. She wasn't even respected among Samaritans. Right. And so he went from the highest of the high of Jewish leaders Speaker to the, of the house lowest of the low. And he didn't care. He just wanted to minister to people. And I, and you pointed that out, like two stories back to back. And that's, I think, symbolic, if you will, of, oh. of the rain. He came for everybody. He Absolutely doesn't care who symbolic. you are. Absolutely yeah. And if you don't slow down and look, you pass right over right. that and don't even realize yeah. it. 
All right. No, I'm good. All right. So, and then we Just take a break. Breathe. So this is pretty normal. We uh, we hit one topic for about 20 minutes, and then we do what we call "I'm just saying," and uh, this could be serious. It's usually not. Um, but we each say, and I'm just saying, or something to that effect, just to kind of break up the topics and make it a little more fun. So if you think this is weird, we apologize. It's just what we do. So, so I've got three. Our I've got boy. a serious one, a controversial one, and a funny one, hopefully. The serious one is, I'm just saying, Jesus is alive and well and is more than able to keep me alive until he is done with me. And that, I'm not going to go into all the details on that today, but <clears throat> something that I read just absolutely floored me. And uh, I, had, I had my moment with the Lord, and he helped me through it. And we're all good. But, I mean, it, mm. and, and even though I love these smartphones and I love the access and all that, you can come across something that just, I mean, it, 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 you know, the movies that they have the little thing hooked up that you can't see, and a guy punches him and he goes, whoa. <laughs> That's what happened to me today. I was on my back for about 15 minutes, and God worked me through it. And so... I'm just saying Jesus is alive and well and is more than able to keep me alive until he's a done with it. Amen. 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 Well, I'm just saying I, uh, I have twin boys that just started kindergarten, and I realize how crazy. Or can, oh, sorry, daughter. <laughs> I, I'm having a senior moment. Yeah, I'm feeling really good right now, Tara. <laughs> I'm pretty old. If I, I had a daughter that did start kindergarten, Ginko but that was last Baloba. year. <laughs> it's like the frontal lobe is, is going. No, my twin boys started high school this year, which seems like they just started kindergarten, I think is what I was trying to work towards. But... I'm okay with getting older, I have found. I don't care how old I am, but I'm really not cool with them getting older. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not sitting well. I'm just saying, I mean, to eat, everybody has to deal with these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. but. I feel your pain. Not ready. It's, it's hard to accept that parenthood is a one-pass trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be able to Temporary assignment. Circle back. It's yeah. all one-pass one trip. But once you have accepted it, it's, but, but you never stop. I yeah. Mean, you can choose still, to enjoy the ride or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. you're still involved with the kids. So. There's some, what would the word be? There's some uh, coping mechanisms. And one of them is to go ahead and mourn that loss. They're not in kindergarten no more. No. They're eight years removed or whatever. Mourn that loss, but then dive in and try to soak in all that what you got left. Because you've got several years left, or a few for sure. Yep, and Jesus is going to be the same though, every step That's of the it. way. Yeah. And he, Honestly, the, the exciting thing is that each phase of life, he's the same Christ, but Amen. He, it's a new revelation of life to me. Each, and, each and, he's, and he's got appropriate grace for that new challenge. Yeah. Amen. Got I'm just saying? Needing, I do. Needing I think. Of it. Oh, you're one of those. Oh, boy. He has to make it complicated right out of the And I, I threw a, a curve to Brad. Probably the most important panelist of our is Brad. <clears throat> I sent Miller. him a curve. I sent it by email instead of texting it. Sorry. You've got a texting one time while we're waiting on that one? or? Uh, oh, yeah. I've got a couple. Uh, sure. Well, wow. the Overachievers. Uh, my <laughs> I'm just saying was kind of an epiphany. I was just talking to uh, Gavin here, but talking with her, this was a, a different summer for me. And we were talking about anxieties and stuff, and it just hit me 20 minutes ago as I think I had a form of just dad anxiety seeing my kids grow up mm -hmm. and you know macy looks me in the eyeballs now she grew three inches this year you know and and i saw the, the easy <laughs> easy it's too easy this I is your turn tom this is your turn but uh 
But yeah, so just spending that time with them and, uh, and just trying to enjoy, you know, their, their smallness, but mm -hmm. seeing their transition into young adults, and that's tough. And it was the first challenge I faced like that in my young adult, young parent life. Mm -hmm. But so I'm just saying I, I went through that too this summer, and it's probably it's going to be a progressing mm -hmm. thing. But I think we managed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to Amen. time to come. My second I'm just saying is I'm very excited about the new Joker movie. Oh, are you really? I think it's that looks be. so dark. No, I well, disagree. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. I can't do it. And Joker Six Flags needs a shot in the arm, so we're going to do Joker <laughs> they, they needed, <laughs> need a new ride. They needed yeah, DC yeah. Comics <laughs> to come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, well, I'm going to skip my controversial one. Uh, the funny one is I'm just saying uh, Randy Rayfield. Is Ra did Randy show up? Nope. Don't see him. All right. We, he was we, here earlier. Randy uh, sent the best reply after Arkansas's loss this last week. Saw this on Facebook and thought of you. Things must be getting bad with Arkansas Razorback fans. I was driving through Arkansas yesterday, and a cop pulled me over and said he was giving tickets. I asked him what kind of tickets. He said Razorback football season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's true in Nebraska, too. Amen. Are we going to get one, it, Brad? If you get one, you still go to the judge and have him throw it out. <laughs> right, no doubt. We can do it next week if uh, that's okay. All right, that's so right. Um, I have a – quick Bible study for our second topic, and like I said, we're, this is a um, the kind of thing that we do on Wednesdays. It might be anything, but this week it's a quick Bible study. If you do have your Bibles or iPhones with you, um, we have, this will be Colossians chapter one. Uh, this is on prayer, and I came across this. It's actually in a couple's Bible study, and it was talking about sometimes we'll pray for our children, or we'll pray for our spouse, or we'll pray for, you know, someone we care about deeply, and our prayers at times can be a little on the generic side, like, um, please help my spouse with this project, please help the kids to have a good day at school, our, they can be a little generic, this is on getting a little bit specific in your prayers, so um, this is Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, and this is Paul writing, for this reason, since the day we heard about you. We have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father. So the overall... Um, umbrella goal here is right there in chapter 10 to live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way um, what better thing could you pray for your spouse your co-workers yes. your children um, to live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way and then Paul gives some specifics on so how do we live a life worthy of the Lord and how do we please the Lord in every way um, and then it says it in the following verses to be fruitful in good work, to grow in the knowledge of God, to be strengthened with all power in order to have endurance and patience, and to give God joyful thanks. Um, so again, when you're talking about specifics, if you want, whoever you're praying for, and even if you need to pray it for yourself, um, God, help me be fruitful in good work. God, help me to grow in the knowledge of God. Like, yes, God wants to answer that prayer. We've talked about prayers that God wants to answer. Right. Um, and that's a prayer he wants to answer, to grow in the knowledge of him, to be strengthened in, his, um, in all power, and to give joyful things. Like, how often could we have solved a lot of our problems right. if from the start we were joyfully giving thanks 
and then all of a sudden maybe you didn't have the problem you thought you did in the first place. Mm. I, I think you nailed something for me we talked about last year also is praying for yourself. I think a lot of times you go through that list and then you're just drained and drained and drained and you're, well, did you pray for yourself? Right. You're asking to help me, you right. know? Amen. Uh, the study on prayer that Keith took us through 30 years ago now, uh, that's the key thing on when you get to the asking prayers. the Because uh, you you respond to God's holiness through confession. You respond to God's attributes through praise. You respond to his glory through worship. And you respond to his blessings with thanksgiving. But then you ask him as your father for whatever you need. And then you ask him as your master for what you need to do the kingdom work that he's called you to do. I've never gotten over that study. Do it still to this day. Prayed it this morning. Ask the Lord to fill me with his spirit, to conform me to his image. I, I believe that to be a biblical, you know, accurate prayer, just, just as we're talking here. And, and I told Tara when we talked about this a week ago that this is what, a, when I started teaching the couples with children, when I was a single man and had no children, obviously, uh, one of the persons in the class said that they were so frustrated for the longest time praying for her brother that when she read this passage, it was just the aha moment. And so she started praying specifically that he would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding and that he would walk worthy of the Lord, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And God did it. He came to Christ. He changed his life. It was unbelievable. You know, it, it, and I say unbelievable. <laughs> Again, why are we surprised when God does exactly well, yeah, what we right? ask him to do? Uh, I got a real life scenario. Yeah. I just talked to you, um, and I failed for a while because I forgot and I quit praying for a certain person who was my dad. And <laughs> everybody knows the story. If you, if you don't, he an alcoholic. He drank three, four cases of beer a week. He was lonely. Just a couple years ago, we were afraid of suicide and stuff. And this summer, he quit drinking. Um, got back in shape, wears V-neck Calvin Clyde shirts. You know, <laughs> it's a different man. He cares. He cares, and uh, he's gone to church a couple times without me. Like, say, Dad, go to church, go to church. You know, and uh, got a new girlfriend that's helped. You know, but that's a one eighty. Brand new girlfriend. Yeah, you know, and like when I told Pastor Ben that my dad quit drinking, he's like, "That's like if I quit breathing." You know, right. and that was my dad. Right. And uh, so once I realized, wow, I forgot. Quit, I forgot to pray for my dad, mm. and now we're quickly going back and thanking God. Thank you Amen. for those prayers. You didn't forget about us. We're just not on your timing. That's right. You know, and uh, so now we're praying for continued strength mm -hmm. and growth. You know, so. Something is going to be your identity. And if it's not Jesus, it's going to be something. And for your dad, for a while, it was, it was what was in a bottle. Right. And a lot of people are like that. They said he's not a bad guy because he was... He, he was trapped. Right. But Christ threw him a lifeline. And now and he came and, out of it. And hearing him say, he's like, I never realized it. You know, and he, he, well, has, right. he has family members that struggle too. And he's like, I see the way they act. And he's and like, some. that had to be me. You know, and they actually, we talked. He's going through that transition now of them giving him a hard time. Oh. Here they were the first to say, man, your dad might have a problem. And now that he's getting out of that world, they're like, oh, what's wrong with you? You see the light? You know, and it's like, so. Yeah. Amen. You got religion? You, you get it from all. Well, nobody wants to drink alone, Tom. The, the, Isn't that the truth? The world never ceases to try to knock you back down, you know, and because people see that change in your life, and it's like, wow, but 
I do attribute, attribute much of that to prayer. Prayer still works. And yes. I don't know why that can be last resort so often like, oh, prayer, has it come to that? I mean, why is it not our first choice? <laughs> all Have we not it, yeah. learned <laughs> by now? Yeah, amen. Gavin, I know you're yep. chopping oh, up yeah, I, I, I've heard that actually come from a Christian leader's mouth. Or, don't, please don't say we're going to pray now. You know, when, when it was a crisis time, please don't say we're going to pray, pray now. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and I should like be the that. first thing we do. Amen. Yeah. Too yeah. many times it's not, but I'm just saying we're we lose heart because God doesn't answer right away. You know, we're a microwave society. Here's my prayer, God. Ding. Okay, thank you. It's all it's all answered and taken care of. Um, but we don't we don't have any vigilance in our in our the prayer. The nagging line. woman. What's wrong with that? I'm just saying. Get things done. I've it called is this. Biblical. I'll tell you what. I've called this uh, juice box praying, and I. When Sadie was really little, and she would want a juice box, and she'd be like, Mommy, can I have a juice box? 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 And I'd be like, just a minute, and a minute, and a minute, and a minute. And then finally, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Get that girl. Get the juice box. And and that is comical to say, but, I mean, why don't we pray like that? Like, God, this is urgent. This is urgent. Over the summer, I had a friend that her daughter, excuse me, her niece was in a near drowning that she was a party mm. to and it was bad i mean it was bad mm. and man i juice box prayed for that kid like everything and not just me i mean uh, everybody right. that knew the situation was praying and mm. um man that little girl should have by all rights not made it home and she is home and fine and healthy and it makes <laughs> no sense and they actually featured it on the news and here's the mom uh, you know, someone I've known my whole life up there, and she goes, you know, I was thinking, do miracles even happen? It would have to be a miracle, and does that even happen anymore? Right. I don't even know what I believe. And, and she goes, this was absolutely a miracle. And then it shows the doctor. Well, the miracle comes in the knowledge of the doctors. Well, of and, and I'm like, well, of yeah. course it does. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, but I was like, let's just say prayer, folks. I mean, that is not normal to survive that level of, um, what she went through. And, I mean, and what would have been so wonderful is if the mom would have been next to that doctor when he said that, for her to chime in and say, <laughs> "Yes, sir, I agree." For God to use someone like you is an absolute <laughs> miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah. That would have never been on the evening news. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's so good about that movie that come out. Yeah, breakthrough. Right? Breakthrough, you know. And, and I think that lady was. <laughs> Haven't like, watched it yet, but I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> Promise, I'm going to. Spoiler alert. He does well in the yeah, <laughs> He comes Sorry. through. Break you through. know what? No lie, though. It. That little girl, my friend's uh, little niece, it was the same Very flight similar. nurse. It was the same flight nurse in oh St. Goodness. Louis that had both of those drowning well, victims. That, Can you even believe that's that? That's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's something. It's yeah. different. Yeah. So. You need to note that juice box prayer. I like you, that. You juice can box prayer. I, I might, yeah. you, you know, one of these days. Have you met Zebediah, Brian's, not his youngest, but his next to youngest boy? So as it's the oldest boy, uh, Brian and Aaron uh, adopted a family group of five kids uh, years ago now, but 14 to like two. And Zebediah now is about eight. And he did that to me Saturday. Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. Uncle ben. And I'm trying Uncle to ben, watch Arkansas ben. lose. Yeah. Give no me doubt. a minute. No doubt. No, I'm trying to trade my dogs at that point. But, but that kid was not be denied. Right. Finally, Zebediah, what, bud? Yeah. And God wants to hear from us. Yes. Like, he wants to hear from us. Matthew and Smith used to do that. Gavin. <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> Get rid of, if you weren't listening to him, to tap you on the cheek. Gavin. Gavin. That's awesome. Gavin. All right. 
So that's, um, spend some time in Colossians chapter 1. Read that again and read through um, those very specifics about prayer and get specific in your prayer. I'm challenging myself. I'm not sitting here saying I've actually done this and I got this thing together and I need to mm. specifically pray for each member of my family this way and for myself. So um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. So have you ever had it the other way around here? You ever had uh, something happen in your life and you thought, man, somebody's got to be praying for me. And then months to years later you hear the that story. somebody was praying for you during that time uh, mary evers is a wonderful senior person <laughs> uh, when i was in high school and i i felt like i made it through college barely uh, the first two years of college and wondered I, I just swore somebody had to be praying for me and she came to me like three years after i'd gotten through my life crisis and she said, man, I've been praying for you every day. I just want you to know I've been praying for you every day since you graduated high school. You and the other kids in the youth group, she had followed with prayer. So, so I have experienced that on both sides, and, and there's more than just that. But uh, have you ever had that? Somebody come oh. to you, I've been praying for you, and you realize, oh, well, I could tell. I will say absolutely that I have said after um, sometime in my 20s, and it occurred to me, my dad prayed me through things that didn't happen because of his prayers over me. And I can remember once in college, I got rear-ended in a um, very small, it was in the middle of the night, I was playing volleyball in college and we got dropped off on the bus and this is um, a bad, bad side street and somebody at like say 11.30 rear-ends me and I'm all of 19 and dumb as can be. I mean, I am so small town stupid. I didn't, I wasn't used to the city. I wasn't Easy. used to, no, I'm serious. I was sheltered. I did not we know there bell. were. When we offend somebody. Yeah, yeah that's, it's usually me. Put that on the pole. Are yeah. you offended? That, no, that I'm I was, kidding. If I you're was, from Grubville. I was <laughs> small <laughs> town stupid. I was, let me say it nicer. I was small town naive. I just there didn't you. know there were bad people out there. <laughs> it's too we, late. we didn't 100% lock our doors. It was like Amen. that. It was no, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. And so I got rear-ended, and I had uh, a 1981 Trans Am. It was carbureted. This thing was a tank. This guy, you know, and, well, you know, there I go forward, and I was like, dang. And you know, a decent enough-looking middle-aged man comes to my window, and he's like. I really messed this up, hon. You probably need to get out and look at this. And I was like, I don't even know what made me do it because normally I would have been like, oh, my gosh, yes, you just hit my car. That's the right thing to do. Instead, I just <laughs> floored it right on out of there, man. I you went home as fast as could be. I was He wasn't even scary. I just did it. I don't even know why. And then when I did get home, I looked at my car, and I'm like, wow, there's not even a dent. Oh, my gosh. I could have been on the abducted missing college girl on the evening yeah. news. And it occurred to me there were things that probably should have happened that I feel strongly. My dad's, my mom, to give her credit to, of course, prayed me through situations that never happened. Amen. And I strongly do believe that. But, Amen. yeah. Yes, the answer is yes. I, that, I, I, I come full circle for me. I got it when it came around the second time. Um, I, because it, it, my first thought was is that the guy was legitimately trying to, you know, be nice but uh and, and i tell you you know this no, day and age no he it said it was messed up bad and there wasn't even a dent. right so i knew like oh right. shoot and, and it was would this day and age it wouldn't matter if it was messed up bad G yeah, yeah. go yeah, to the police sure. department yeah say but follow I wasn't me smart sir enough to know that well amen because yeah, like, you're a small town yeah, that, and even still to this day 
I'm going to put that oh. on a T-shirt. Man, I got so yeah. many books to write. I better get a laptop when I go home. I'm going to start. From the author of Box no. no. Small Town Don't Stupid. Be, oh, man, Don't be like a Small Town Stupid. Listen be to Bethel best, Radio Hour. Best sellers list and I can already get. follow-up book, I Love Jesus. Yeah. Start with Juice Box Bear first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah get oh, the man. To make you wholesome. All right, so we digress as usual. As usual. Um, so we have a third and final topic tonight. Um, there was a Blaze article, and um, if you don't know what the Blaze is, Ben, briefly explain what the Blaze is, because we reference their articles every now and again on this um, radio show. So uh, there's two references, one old, one new, of quote-unquote men or people being understanding of what the times were. And in both times, it was a positive commendation. So in the Old Testament, it was that the men of Issachar were understanding of the times. And then in, in the New Testament, it was the men and the church of Berea, so men and women, were understanding of the times. Uh, and so I've always taken that as a biblical advice, if you will, and a goal to at least, to some level, have my fingers on the pulse of what's going on. Um, I, I have very dear friends, let's put it that way, that have not necessarily bought into that. And I'm not saying that that's wrong as much as, because each person has to do what they feel led to do, and of course, again, the, the Word of God should be everyone's guide, uh, but... One particular person says, that's what I got you for, Ben. And I'm fine with that. I, I am. But all I'm trying to tell you is, is that we need to know what's going on around us. And so uh, now I've chased the rabbit. What are we talking about? Just what the blaze is. Blazes, yes. yeah. And God. after I said it, I realized this was actually a Fox 2 News article. It's fine. But we also use that. That's right. But so the blaze is a. I go to the blaze and to Fox and to Drudge every day. It is a discipline. Just as I try to do my quiet time every day, I go to Blaze, Fox, and Drudge. I want to see what's going on. And I trust those voices. I trust those people. Now, even they can point you wrong. I, I, I believe that with all my heart. But the Blaze is Glenn Beck's uh, basically website and, and industry. And, of course, you know who Fox News is. And Drudge is Matt Drudge. Uh, and they are predominantly a conservative voice. And so there was a story about Greg Laurie being, quote-unquote, the next Billy Graham. Uh, you didn't hear this on CNN. You didn't hear it on MSNBC. Nor you will you. Nor will you. But they had a knockdown, drag-out, on a positive sense, uh, crusade. <coughs> was it the, at the Dodger Stadium? Uh, it was in California, yeah. Anaheim. It was in Anaheim, yeah. California, well, the in the Angels, Angels Stadium. Right. In the... Article reads: A hundred thousand attend California crusade focused on God and country. And the Some five thousand made decisions for Christ. Eight thousand. Like and this ain't a first time. Thing. No, he does fifty thousand regularly. Regularly, you know? right? He, he's a soul winner. And, and and even though, if Franklin Graham was right here, he would probably say, "No offense, but I'm the next Graham." <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I believe that I'm a I'm a huge Franklin Graham. Uh, supporter, but when it comes to just the strictly the crusade part, the the winning people to Jesus part, God has got His hand on Greg Laurie's ministry, 
Um, now, I don't know if you guys heard, but one of his uh, contemporaries, because uh, there, there is a harvest, I think, is, is their yeah. tagline of right. churches. You may or may not be aware that, that a lot of times these bigger, bigger churches, they have campuses. And one of the campuses was pastored by a fellow named Jared Wilson, I think. I uh, sent that to Brad. He actually had And he it. took his life last night. And one of his, one of his uh, right sugar sticks was uh, mental health. And uh, it, it's just been a blow to the Christian uh, community. And, and, and Greg Laurie even put out a, a statement. Um, and, and Jared was very open that he struggled with mental health. He struggled with depression and things of that nature. And he lost his battle last night. Now, with what we believe about suicide, he went straight to heaven. Uh, I will tell you that I absolutely believe that biblically. If they are saved, if you know Jesus Christ, no sin is outside the bounds of God's grace. But I am as conflicted as I can be because I am just so fearful that we're, we're modernizing and we're delitigizing, if that's the right word, suicide. It, it's just yeah. a further form of counseling. Yeah. You know, if, if, okay, if you can't handle it, you're saved, you're all right, but just don't tell anybody. Well, oh, my gosh. I, and, and so I, I'm just fearful. I mean, you think about all the people that, this, that has come to this man for help, for mental health, and he took his life. Right. In my humble opinion, those folks are, they, well, you better put them on watch. Mm. If, you, if you are yeah. a loved one to those people, you better if get down with them. he was an example to them, you yes. bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm not <laughs> trying to put Jared down on any level. I'm just telling you, I am conflicted in this area. That might be yeah. a topic here in sure. the future. Because I was, uh, I've spoke with you about that. I was raised in a more Catholic mind frame. And they believe you're going you straight suit. to hell. Yeah. And, but I, in a way, teach my children that. Not, you know, I, if they were to ask, but it's one of those, it's not a gray area in our Bible. Sure. But it drove me to fear to that will never be part of my life. You bet. And, you know, and I think especially with our culture, as impressionable as they are, especially with younger people and the mental illnesses we're learning about, I don't think it's a bad thing to be afraid of. Oh, no doubt. You know? and, and, and let me say this. You know, for me, my approach is, is that you've got the love of your life no matter which side. So if you're a woman, you've got the man. If you're a man, you've got the woman. Right before the honeymoon night. And you're going to go sleep with someone else? Well, I mean, is there any higher form of betrayal, slap, whatever you want to call it? So right before you go spend eternity with Jesus, you're going to basically say, you don't know what you're doing. Or I wouldn't be in this kind of pain. And I, I, boy, I struggle with that. Amen. And, and there's, there's a time and a place and an appropriate seeking of professional help. No you, doubt. you should be in someone's care, especially you should have, he should have had some hotlines. He should have had some right. strong, uh, strongly established contacts and communications with people that he could get in touch with yeah. before he would just say, I'm in yeah. a crisis. Well, just like our CR on Tuesday <clears throat> nights, he lived in that world, so he knew he had troubles. And he's taking on all other people's burdens and that. So, yeah, so if you're an alcoholic and you're teaching alcoholism classes, you need to have that buddy that the safe word, hey, I need I'm, help. You know, yes, I, I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm he in was crisis. in the mental health world, and, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, as a person who does counseling, it, it does get burdensome. 
it, it does. But you, you, you've got so you to have, have, have more those. than one. You, you shouldn't be all on one person. You Correct. should have you should have at Correct. least three people you can contact in the crisis. That, that's for any problem. That's you know if you're struggling with suicide or depression, especially, you, you should. Well, and I would like to throw contacts. in, you should have multiple people, and they shouldn't all be on the same page. Right. If you're a struggling alcoholic, I just use that as an answer because it's a go-to for a lot of right. people. Have a buddy that's got out of alcohol. Have a buddy that's never drank a drop. Right. And have a buddy that's in between that don't right. have a problem. With, you know, because somebody's going to tell you something that might right. ring the bell. Amen. So I'm going to bring this back to um, something that Pastor Laurie said and that was quoted from his last crusade. And this was just a few weeks ago. He said, don't put your hope in technology. Don't put your hope in material things. Don't put your hope in politicians. Don't put your hope even in religion. Hope has a name, and it's Jesus Christ. And he's here with us tonight, and he is ready to change the course of your life. And they had 8,000 people that were saved. And I think Amen. it's interesting to note that, quote, people are calling him the modern-day Billy Graham. But even Billy Graham said of him that he's the evangelist of the future many years ago. Right. And it makes me wonder, what is he doing? What, what is he doing in... Can we replicate that in middle America, in small-town Missouri? Most definitely. And, and let, me, let me say this. I'm, fix, I'm fixing to potentially say some blasphemy, okay? <gasps> First I, night, bro. I know. I know. Get the dump button, Brad. <laughs> when I, <laughs> do we have a dump button? That's great if we do. We do now. <laughs> if you gave me truth serum and asked me, do you believe Greg Laurie is quote unquote a good speaker? I would say no. No. But what <clears throat> you can't deny is God's hand on his ministry. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like Moses. Right. Moses right. was not a great right, speaker. Right. He was not eloquent. And and that's kind of what if you were here uh, Sunday morning, I talked about God forbid, but when I have my Eric Winslow moment and I go to meet Jesus like Eric did at 53 years old, a major heart attack, this church is going to have to find new pastors. And I talked about the three types of pastors you're going to choose from. You're going to choose from the inspirational guy, and that's the guy that gets on the stage and has a fit. Just a motivational speech. Right. But after six months, you've heard everything he has to say. The informational guy, this is the guy that studies, but he may be like listening to paint dry, but he throws stakes on the table. And then the third guy is a combination of the two, well, most of those guys go to the Bellevues of the world and the First Baptist Churches of the world or whatever the case may be. And so, uh, you know, you're, you're stuck with people like me. And that's why I say on an on almost weekly basis, boring things matter. Well, all I'm trying to get at is, is that the key to Greg Laurie is the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I believe it's the anointing, if you will. And, and if, if you know me well at all, you know there's not a charismatic bone in my body. So I don't mean that word as the charismatics use it. I don't believe that uh, Mr. Laurie has some special dispensation that no one else has. He has the spirit, and he's obviously praying over his messages, and he's delivering. And please don't get me wrong. I think he's a great speaker. I do. But, but you know, when I listen to Adrian Rogers, I'm like, wow. You know, uh, whereas when I listen to Greg Laurie, I'm like, God is really using that guy. Yeah, amen. I, I, he is really. And maybe that's why using he's that. not got amen. any special skill. Other than he loves the Lord, yeah. and his tagline is "Know God and making Him knowing God and making Him known." That's his tagline amen. for the 
uh, his ministry, the Harvest Ministry. One of the things I think people appeal to him is he does, he never bashes religion, mm. but he instantly says, it's not religion, it's Jesus. Right. That appeals to a lot of people because my biggest struggle with talking to non-church people is, oh, religion, you go to a Baptist church or you yeah. go to a Methodist. You know, and that, that's an instant negative thing. And so I try to take it out of that and say, yeah. it's Jesus. That's right. You know, simply Jesus, our model for years and years. Uh, we need to be praying for Greg Laurie. No doubt. Because with that, that devil's just boiling. Oh, I can't imagine. Wanting to get him. And that reminded well, me of James McDonald from, mm -hmm. he was, I had Greg Laurie and James McDonald right next to each other. And James McDonald, I guess, is non-existent. I don't know if he's. he's Maybe we could get him out here in Lundo. Brain. Looking for a job. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> but he he was he was like uh, not a light version of Greg Laurie, but he was up there. He was pulling in the tens of thousands. Well, and when you're pulling in a hundred thousand people in California, I mean, I don't know. In we California. think of you think about yeah. California, Land and you don't think of eight thousand people getting saved right. at a you know stadium revival. Like you just it doesn't. Right. That seems like something that would happen in Texas, not the stereotype. It's just it's the truth. Yeah. And his biggest event was 350,000 in 2016. Wow. Yeah, 350,000 was the event size. He's pro approaching a half a million uh, decisions for Christ. Is what that is saying. unbelievable. Half a million. Yeah. And yeah, talk about somebody to pray for. Satan right. definitely wants to bring that guy Amen. down. Uh, absolutely. All of the cr Christian known leaders we should be praying for. James McDonald as well. Yeah, uh, because th that's something we ought to address sooner or later. Because I, I, I in my humble opinion, whatever he's involved in does not negate what he taught from God's word. No. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we, this church has learned from James McDonald. And, you know, and let me just say too, because we might be throwing out names that you've never heard of. I am a big fan of YouTube sermons. Like I will look up a pastor that I enjoy their sermons and I will YouTube sermons all day. Well, I love that. So if we're throwing out names in it, it sounds like Adrian Rogers. You can find an Adrian Rogers sermon on youtube right now charles stanley so if you're driving to work turn off the radio and listen to a sermon that had i have learned more yeah. you can use this phone for all kinds of things um you can use it to look up the worst things imaginable or you can use it to read your bible yeah, i mean it's pr it's a, it can, it's life-changing whichever direction you take bethelondell.com you can listen to some guy named ben yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, but well, if you were already here on Sunday. After you listen to good sermons, you can, <laughs> you can go to that. I'm telling you, get on YouTube and you look up Charles Stanley, Adrian Rogers. 91.5. John MacArthur. Oh, yeah. I mean, just. Robbie Zacharias. You just. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, jot these names down, listen to their sermons, and I promise you, you will want more. It, there was, it's, it's a hunger. I have to hear more. And I'm not super spiritual. Let me just say, there's nothing special about me. You're small town. <laughs> small, small town. <laughs> stupid, in fact. I, I say, I say I juice box it. prayers. I mean, come yeah. on. I love it. From the author. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you can say you knew me back when. That's right. You just don't forget the little people. Yeah, that's right. Good. Remember us. All right. Binky town. So tonight we've that's about well, kind I, of a I, look I, at I, that's a good I'm, I'm done. That's a good look at what if there, if you're new tonight. This is what we kind of look like. This is yes, what we do. We're as as typical. real as can be. Um, so we if want, you're not back next week. Sorry. We understand. We'll understand yeah, yeah, we understand. If suddenly you want to help with Awana, if the five-year-olds <laughs> are looking more it's enticing, it's really it's the motivation. God spoke we to get me. It. Um, but we'll be back next week. Um, we will also cover. Uh, 
continue our study of the life of Jesus. I have loved that. Um, we're going to be covering actually another one of his miracles next week. Um, and any topics that you have, we have a list of topics, but if something comes up or a current event you want to cover or just something that is a question, we've covered all kinds of things, even the difficult things that we no don't want to talk about. So, no all right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you.